This conference will now be recorded. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Annerly's Weekly Weather. This is the weekly weather for February 26th through March 5th, 2023. Super active energies this week, and we are going to be flying forward really quick. So thanks to all of you who wrote last week to say that the thing disappeared. I was talking with my hands and I whacked the microphone. And in whacking the microphone, <laughs> turned it off. So I did record the back end. Yeah, fortunately, I got through most of uh, Mercury before I whacked the microphone. So we'll try not to do it this week. Um, very busy week this week ahead. Um, and we are moving forward really quickly. Remember, Mars is still out of bounds until March 25th. And he is in his retrograde shadow. So he's like the end of September, beginning of October. And then he's also the end of November, beginning of December time frame in terms of where he is and the cycles that you're repeating. Um, and he's tracing like one, two, three, right? So he goes zipping along uh, this week from... Um, he goes zipping along from, you know, 17 to 22. So he's going to activate stuff. And our job is to go, okay, because he's moving about two degrees, uh, two degrees, a degree every two days. Um, so the energy is moving quickly. And he is out of bounds. And he is pretty feisty. And uh, this week, Mercury is going to shift. So we're going to see a new version of Mars when Mercury shifts out of Aquarius into Pisces and says, oh, yet another version, <laughs> yet another version of Mars in Gemini. And I had a friend of mine say something to me last week, it kind of freaked me out, frankly. She goes, well, you know, Ian, you had your solar return when Mars was in Gemini out of bounds on my birthday in September. And I went, I did. So she goes, so that means you're going to have Mars out of bounds the whole year. I'm like, wow, in my solar return, right? So everybody born from April or August through the end of March 25th, we're all going to have Mars out of bounds in Gemini in our charts. So the whole year is do it and then do it again. Do it and then do it again. So even though we think we're getting rid of Mars in Gemini at the end of March, all of us who were fortunate enough to be born while Mars was in Gemini have it in our solar returns, so we will be doing everything twice. How's that for a great day opener? So when we know that, we go, all right, we got it, we're working. So these are the dates uh, that are hot this month. You know, feel free to copy them. I give you the whole month, uh, and I take you through all of these in my uh, podcast uh, for the year ahead available on my website. All right, so let's talk about Sunday. We have a very lovely quintile of Jupiter to Pluto. And we have lovely little Jupiter here in Aries, and he's in a quintile to Pluto. And if you remember, the two of them um, met up. They, they said goodbye to each other, actually, in uh, November of um, 2020. And we had COVID, and we were working with that. And remember, Saturn and Jupiter and Pluto were all hanging together, and that's why we had COVID, because Jupiter was in Capricorn his detriment and Saturn and Pluto are pandemic or war aspects. So Saturn got it whenever he Saturn went off and got in the car and then Jupiter went along and hopped in the car and said goodbye to Pluto. Bye-bye Pluto. And then he left. But now Jupiter is uh, zipping along and he's in a quintile 
to uh, Pluto. So that's a seventh, uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a fifth harmonic. It's a 72 degree aspect, which adds up to a nine. A lot of times we think of these, this fifth harmonic energy, the quintile energy, as the gifts that we've earned from previous incarnations. So if you have them in your chart, it's the stuff you're really good at, but you don't necessarily think of it. You don't really, you kind of take it for granted and people go, wow, how'd you do that? And you go, oh, it's easy. Well, it really wasn't easy, but it's good for you because you know how to do it from previous lifetimes, or at least that's the idea. Or it's harmonious. It's a harmonious aspect, works well. Fifth harmonic is the pentagram, right? Venus's star, five-pointed star. And it also is um, uh, wind chimes. A lot of times they're on the pentatonic scale. So this is a very helpful aspect because Jupiter, of course, is starting his new journey uh, in Aries, starting a new 12-year story, and he's shouting back to Pluto, hey, Pluto, I'm off. Remember I said I'd meet you? Well, I'm in a quintile, I'm just sending a postcard, checking in. So this is a really interesting one to see if things from December, January, November timeframe of 2020 come back up. And if you remember back then, that was when Jupiter and Saturn hopped in the car and drove off to start the next 20 years of your life. And now Jupiter's checking in with, with Pluto and saying, hey, you know, we've kind of got this thing going, wanted to give you an update. So you want to watch for updates, watch for people from that time to return. And it also is harmonious in terms of getting things done. Remember, Pluto's in the wrap-up stage. He's at the anoretic degree of Capricorn. So he's like ready to let things go and move on into a new situation. And Jupiter's like, I'm with you. I'm working with you. So that's a nice energy to kind of start the week off with. And that's at 9.14 p.m. on Sunday night. Then we, and of course the moon's in Taurus. So we has just gone into Gemini. So with the moon in Gemini, it's in a square to the sun. Again, lots of ideas and new things coming in on that one. Then we have a Juno-Eris conjunction. Now Eris, of course, the goddess of discord is meeting up with Juno. Partnerships, this is contention in relationships. And, you know, it happens every few years. You know, Juno is one of the asteroids. The asteroids take between four and six years to go around the asteroid belt, which is the section of sky between Mars and Jupiter. But when Juno meets up with Eris, remember Juno was the jealous wife. She used to follow him around, her husband around, and when he'd be fooling around, she did not take it out on the husband. She took the woman. Who was fooling around with her man. So this is a really interesting aspect. So we're going to watch for women being really mad or really seeking vengeance. So I'm kind of like, mm, look at all those planets in Aries. So we know this is kind of a contentious little puppy. We also see Saturn and Pluto here, kind of in a, in, a, in what we call a semi-sextile. So while Jupiter had the quintile, you know, on Sunday, Saturn has the sextile on Tuesday. So he's saying consequences for actions, consequences for behaviors. And we see Mercury sneaking up on Saturn here uh, in the next day or so. There's a conjunction, but this is really consequences for actions. And we also see the air. Remember when the Eris and Pluto squared each other five times, we had the beginning of the Me Too movement. So this can be, you know, follow up on that and also follow up on um, things that need to be taken care of as they say, moon is on a world point, uh, Uranus is on a world point. When we had that last week, that was when Biden hopped on the plane and went off to Kiev to visit um, Zelensky. 
And I remember saying, oh, that's going to be a famous thing in my pockets uh, to folks. And of course, we woke up on that new moon on Monday to find him there, you know, walking around Kiev, looking at the war memorial and talking to Zelensky. This is a companion aspect because now the moon is in a a semi-square to this Uranus, but it's in Cancer family-oriented. At the same time, Eris and Juno are here. So it's a real contentious partnership energy that we're going to be watching for in the sky, like some kind of bad partnership or some kind of partnership that riles folks up. So not a great aspect, but definitely one to pay attention to and kind of watching. You know, this is kind of alliances. And so when I see aspects like this, I'm like, the enemy of my enemy is my friend. This is that kind of energy. So we'll watch for that. Um, that will be on Tuesday. The next up, we have the Venus-Jupiter conjunction. Okay, so we just had Eris get off of Juno, or I'm sorry, Juno get off of Eris. And then we have Venus and Jupiter meeting up in Aries. Again, a contentious energy, but an expansive energy, fiery women. We also have Chiron there. Venus is coming to Chiron. So we see these two guys, these three guys all kind of going... Yeah, I'm in the mood to have a little fire, a little passion. Now, when there's this much fire in the sky, a lot of times there's big fires places. So we'll watch for that. We saw that with the um, the train wreck a couple weeks ago in Jerusalem, Ohio. And we also see Pluto here at the last degree of Capricorn. We know those anoretic degrees, they want to shout out. And he's at that degree. He'll be at it again in June, June 10th you know, for the back end of June, and then he'll be at it again in January, right before he goes into Aquarius for 20 years. So this is part one of Pluto saying goodbye to Capricorn that he entered in January of 08. So we know there's a wrap up. We know there's a shout out to 08 stuff. And we also know that we're going forward. So in January of 08, I was writing for uh, Cosmic Path. And we had a regular write, weekly column. And, um, and it kind of... Uh, I got fired (laughs) and it was kind of like, oh, okay. And then I was like, all right, okay, got it. And so now as I'm looking at this, I'm like, all right, so what's, you know, I know there's an echo, there's a resonance, there's going to be things going on that will remind me of that. So it's an interesting energy to pay attention to. So if you think back to January of 08 and what was going on for you, we watch. And then, you know, I got fired, but my friend Ellen had built a website for me, so I had my website that I was, you know, I had been posting on too, but it it was an interesting transition time. So now we know Pluto is shifting out of Capricorn, leaving it for 248 years. It's also that shout out, that control of power. So we're going to watch for that. And we also still have Uranus hanging out on that world point. So we are just, you know, we're just driving home that 15 degree Taurus because there's so much energy on it. And then you can see Mercury and Saturn creeping up, getting closer and closer. So then the next day on Thursday, we have the Mercury-Saturn conjunction at 29 Aquarius. And again, a very potent conjunction happens once a year, but Saturn is about to leave Aquarius on March 6th. He's gone. He's been in Capricorn and Aquarius for the last five and a half, six years. This is the last time Mercury talks to him for 26 years in Capricorn and they say goodbye. So this is an ending, a leaving, a leave-taking. And I will say to you, this next month is a lot of leave-taking. March has a lot of stuff coming to an end and shifting. So because Saturn's going into Pisces, because Pluto's going into Aquarius, 
because Jupiter's going to be going into Taurus. Goodbye, goodbye, goodbye. And also because we've had this long Mars story where he finally finishes with Gemini, gets the heck out of it, goes into Cancer, but he also has been asking us to make our choices, to look at our options, to figure out what we're doing. So we have all these ending, ending, ending energies this month, and particularly this week, because it's like done. It's like done. It's like done. And when we have planets at the last degrees, 29, 29, 29, it's like they kind of got right up to the edge of the cliff and they sit there. And they can't, you know, if they go any further, they're going to go over the cliff. A little bit like Thelma and Louise in that last scene in the movie where they look at each other and they go, okay, let's go. And they go over the cliff. Now, I'm not suggesting you should go over the cliff, but that's the energy. People are going to be right up to that precipice. And some of them are going to go over the cliff. And so today when I was prepping this, there was a story about um, people hunting gay people and pushing them off the cliff. Because it was a section and they caught somebody who had done it, who confessed and then unconfessed and then confessed again. It was like, kind of, you know, Mars and Gemini story, really. And, uh, you know, like get to the edge and kind of push them over, you know. So it's it's a really intense energy. And, you know, if you're feeling like your back's against the wall or you're feeling like you're really getting pushed, this is a little bit of a trapped and cornered energy, too. So people can feel like they're trapped and they can push back, they can fight back, they can say things that aren't necessarily the kindest. And, you know, check your entitlement. Check their entitlement because this is a very entitled aspect. Like, I'm entitled to this because you should do it because... And you're going to kind of look at him and go, you think you're entitled to this? Like, I don't think so. Or perhaps you're going to feel a little guilty and you're going to, well, maybe maybe they are entitled to it. Maybe I should but watch this because it's definitely going to push stuff. And with Uranus on a world point in Aquarius, it's very much, it can go off. It can flip off. It can just just flip like a switch. Because Uranus is electricity, so it's on or off. It can be perfectly fine, and then pop, they switch, and you're done. And with Mercury and Saturn together in Aquarius, we call that the Aquarian death stare. You know, those Aquarians, when they get to that point and they're done, they're done. And this is that energy. So this is on Thursday. Like I said, interesting week. And it also is people feeling backed up against the wall or people feeling like they have to figure out like an escape plan because they're right at that edge. And sometimes they're going to jump over. Thelma and Louise, they drove that little car over. You know, you kind of like to think maybe they didn't die. But at the same time, you drive your car off a cliff, right? At the other hand, it's also an energy of standing at that moment of truth, that moment of, okay, I'm, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. So that's a positive frame for this. So we're going to watch it in multiple ways. Remember, Mars is in Gemini. Mercury's at the anoretic degree of his exaltation next to Saturn. So decisions are really, really important this week and really faded. F-A-T-E-D. Faded. Yes. Fate. And so fate, free will, there's a whole dynamic around it. But there's moments of time when we really work with the faded energies of the heavens. And that's this week, next week. The next week, <laughs> the next week. So March, March is faded month, big, big faded stuff. And then we get to Thursday, right a little later, Mercury goes into Pisces, Zoom. So he 
dives from the plane into the water. over. Kind of like when the movie ends and the credits roll and everybody just kind of sits there and goes, wow, that was intense. No applause, no movement, just quiet. So if you ever saw Shoah, uh, not Shoah, Schindler's List, um, the movies that really make you go, I'm quiet. Shoah came out of Schindler's List. But the, uh, yeah, so that quiet of um, I don't I don't have words. So we're gonna watch that happen. That's on Thursday this week with Mercury goes into Pisces. Now when he goes into Pisces, it's a water sign, you know. And uh, I always think of this aspect air into water. You know, way back in the 80s, um, <laughs> I brought a friend to Florida and we were visiting my parents, and uh, she wanted to go parasailing where you get pulled behind a boat and you fly in the air. My father decided to go, right? So the three of us were going parasailing. We got picked up on a boat. We uh, rowed out and they told us how we were going to do it. We're standing on an island and then the boat starts to run and we're supposed to take a couple steps and then we go up in the air. Now, I'm a little, not a great flyer. I'm just not a great flyer. So I'm up in the air. It's amazingly quiet, great view. But I'm also like a nervous wreck. And as we're coming down, you know, they're going to land you on the island, right? So we're coming in, and there's water all around this island. And I'm like, and they just said, you know, you're just landing, you just walk. Well, we're coming in really fast, and I bent my knees and went down on my face because it was like coming in zoom. So I kind of, because I thought we were going in the water. So that's kind of that energy when I see that air go into water. It's like diving from a high dive. If you've ever seen the cliff divers in Acapulco, one time when I was in Acapulco and they were diving off those cliffs for pearls, it's that kind of energy. So it's intense. It's very passionate. Mercury goes into Pisces. Suddenly it's silence. It's quiet. There's no noise. And when you were flying in that parasail, there was no silence. It was completely silent. You, you realize how much the noise is on the ground, but when you're up in the air, no noise. So it's an interesting energy, silence. Next up, Venus and Chiron meet up. Again, a toughie. Remember, she met with Jupiter a couple days ago. Now she meets with Chiron. Chiron in Aries is a lot about the wound of having to move forward without assurances that it's going to be okay. So when we're working with Chiron, we always are working with... Um, uh, an energy of woundedness, but also in this case, Chiron and Aries says, well, I have to move forward, but I have no guarantees. It's going to work out. And quite frankly, that makes me a little nervous. So this is a little bit of an anxiety aspect that's on Friday. And again, you know, this is a big week, this next couple of weeks, a big week for people quitting their jobs, moving, announcing they want a divorce, saying they have to go, time to change, a lot of energy of shift and change in terms of how we move and do things. Uh, and the moon is in Leo, uh, you know, as this shift takes place. So a lot of times it can come from a place of, gee, I need to do something that really feels more inspirational to me than what I'm currently doing. And so when we see that, we're kind of like, all right, what are we doing that's more inspirational? Why, what's, our, what's our plan here? And we have, it's a little hard to see, but we have a kite formed here in the chart. 
Now, some people don't do kites with the nodes, but I do because I think of them as being as significant as planets. But we can see the kite, and then we can see the apex of the kite is this Uranus on the world point. Uranus is the top of the kite. It's where we're going to fly off to. So when the Venus-Chiron conjunction happens, it kind of loads up this energy and sends it off. So again, watching for our woundedness, because over here we have the moon opposite Pluto triggering that wound and amplifying the wound. And we see that today is really emotional, super emotional. Look at how big the water bar is. So when we have a day that's super emotional, that's on Friday too, uh, it's, it kind of pushes us into the next shape. Next up, on Saturday, Mars is in harsh nodes, harsh aspects to the nodes of fate. Again, once a month, once, uh, once every two years, Mars does this aspect to the nodes of fate. But happening as it is right now, with Mars out of bounds, with Mercury now having left Saturn, I made a decision and I'm leaving, and now he's in Pisces, Mars is in a very sentimental, perhaps a little emotional mood, because Mars uh, doesn't really like being <laughs> Mercury answering to Mercury, being in Gemini out of bounds, still out of bounds, answering to Mars and Mercury and Pisces. So there's a deep sentimental energy, perhaps a sense of mourning or loss. And also with Mars in a sespa quadrate to the south node, stress, but I have to release it. I have to let it go. Again, the whole week is let go, let go, let go, done, 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 done because of all the planets that are getting ready to shift into new signs and are wrapping up things that need to be wrapped up. We also have Mars in a semi-square to, um, to the north node in Taurus. And Venus, of course, is uh, in harsh Aries, and she's hanging out with Chiron. She got amplified by Jupiter. So again, very emotional um, and stress around having to take those actions. Remember, Mars in Pisces, in hard aspects, big ocean waves. It's not, it's not those calm Caribbean seas. It is the big waves of Drake's Passage, 40-foot puppies, where you're like, whoa, whoa. <laughs> so watch for big emotions to come flowing through on March 4th. Uh, and, um, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's an interesting week with a lot of intensity and passion. And then last, I put this in just to give you a little optimistic. It is next Monday, the 6th, but it also is the sun in a sextile to Uranus. Again, a once every year aspect, but Uranus is still on that damn world point. He is moving so friggin' slow. He's just kind of parked there. And the sun comes along in a closing sextile to Uranus, which is uh, freedom, freedom, freedom. And so when I see this Sun Pisces, Uranus, and Taurus, I think of John Batiste's song, Freedom, that album he did, uh, We Are, I think it was, that won the Grammy last year. That song is this, this day. So all this stuff's leading up, and then this Sun sextiles Uranus, and it has us sit back and go, oh, we're free. We're free. Our wound is active, because Jupiter's right on Chiron. Not exact yet, that's next week. But the sun sextiles Uranus is all the trauma, all the drama, all the shifts and changes of last week. Oh, I'm free. So it's a, it's a helpful aspect on Monday after a very intense week. Yeah, and that's the way it goes. Now, when we look at our aspects for the week, 
we see the sun going from 7 Pisces, world point, to 15 Pisces. And the high aspects are the ones I highlighted. He also has a semi-square to Pluto. Uh, that happens on the 5th, um, which is, again, a monthly, an annual aspect. And he also has a semi-square to Eris, the goddess of discord. So the sun is really talking to the discordant energies that we want to form. So you can see he's kind of traveling between uh, Pluto and Eris. Pluto's here, Eris is there, and he forms a semi-square semi to both of them uh, because they're in a square to each other, right? So this is also the women's movement. We just had R. Kelly get more sentence time. We had, um, what's his name? Harvey Weinstein get more sentence time. This is this is classic Me Too. We'll see what happens with this because this is often often an energy around um, people that have been involved in that kind of uh, sex trafficking or difficult energies. So that's the energy for the sun. Mercury this week super busy. He is going from 22 Aquarius to five Pisces. Lickety cut. As he mentioned before, he enters Pisces on March 2nd, and he has a number of aspects. When he's in the Aquarian, he's in this very detached, idealistic mode, and when he dives into Pisces, he takes up a whole emotional resonance, a whole emotional feeling. But remember, Mars in Gemini is going to go with him, and when Mars in Gemini goes, the south node goes, as do all the Aries planets. Suddenly, their ruler shifts from detached, intellectual Aquarius into emotional, feeling, fluid Pisces. It's an enormous change. And so if you find, like I did when you're flying towards the water and you're like, I'm going to go in the water, and you pull your legs up and you land on your knees, parachute comes around you because you pulled your legs up because, oh, my God, I'm going to crash. You're not going to crash, but it's going to feel like it. You're going to feel like there's an emotional upwelling, deep feelings. Yeah, Mercury's really big this week. And, of course, Mars is still out of bounds in Gemini. <laughs> A lot. Uh, we talked about his big aspects. He meets Saturn. He goes into Pisces. He does have an aspect with the nodes of fate on the 5th, which is lots of communication and who he meets important. So Mercury is super busy. Ideas, 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 emotions, emotions, emotions. After, emotions are after we get to the second. Venus this week goes from eight Aries to 15, 16 Aries. And um, she meets up with Chiron. She has a little struggle with Saturn. Um, she does have a conjunction to Jupiter. So she's kind of talking to all the outer planets. She talks to Neptune, to Jupiter, to Pallas Athena, to Pluto to Jupiter, again, twice to Jupiter. She's really in Jupiter this year, this week. Chiron, Saturn, and Uranus. So Venus is talking to everybody. And she's in Aries, and she's very clear. But she's answering to the Mars in Gemini. So initially, she's very strategic in ideas, and da, 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 da. And then she switches into an emotional mode when Mercury goes into Pisces after March 2nd. And suddenly, she's really feeling it. So we're going to watch her really change focus uh, when she gets to the back end of the week and she's talking to Chiron, to Saturn, and to Uranus. She's going to be emotional. And that last one with Uranus is on Saturday the 4th, so very emotional Venus. 
Mars this week is in a hard aspect to the nodes, which I showed you that happened on the 4th. That's hard, hard. Not an easy aspect. Mars is a malefic. He's out of bounds. He's now working, he's now answering to Pisces. So he's in a really emotional sign, very emotionally volatile, and also noted fates. I hate to say mass shooting, but mass shooting, but also an energy of, you know, people really feeling overwhelmed. Okay, so it's a good week for people to, for you to double down with your folks that have drug and alcohol problems. If you have them into the meetings, this is a week when people can really feel like their boundaries are really being pushed and they're really feeling uh, stressed. And again, we've got all these planets, the last degrees, push, 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 push. So there's kind of a Saturn and Pluto, they're just sitting there kind of pushing on each other's buttons. You know, they're kind of, they're not friends. Saturn and Pluto are not friends. It's a bad father, daughter, father, son, child. You know, it's a, you know, Pluto's Saturn's kid. And Saturn ate him, vomited him up. Pluto's not happy. Saturn's not happy. They're both at the last degrees. They're both going into new signs. They haven't been in Pluto for 244 years. Saturn for 28 years. And it's big. Saturn doesn't like being in Pisces. He's like, oh, believe my favorite Capricorn and Aquarius. I'm going to Pisces and be all sacrificial and emotional and deal with all those feelings. His least favorite thing. Pluto and Aquarius, he's like, I'm all about the power. What are you telling me? I have to let go of the power because he's going to be an Aquarius now. He's going to have new ideas and new thoughts and they're going to renegotiate. He's like, I like it the way I like it. And, you know, I love my, somebody wrote, I love your Pluto voice. Pluto this, this week's, I like it the way I like it. Because he's at that last degree. For 244 years, he hasn't been here. This is huge. We're really shifting and changing. You're going to be okay. But you might cry. Uh, Jupiter quintuplet, I showed you that. That's the beginning of the week. They check in. And Saturn and his semi-square to Pluto all week. That adjusting energy. Trying to figure out how we're going to do it. And negotiations with family members, negotiations with anything can kind of fall apart on this one. Or can proceed and activate. We don't know which. But we do know it's it's a it's a tensile semi-square it's like mm, semi-sextile rather tense tense energy earth and air they don't get each other but when they go together it's like sand in your eyes you've ever been on a golf course or in a sand sand desert in a desert when the wind blows and the sand gets in your eyes it's that kind of energy um and that's it for the week those are the big ones and of course juno meeting eris which is uh, arguments and fights with partners but if you've been hanging on the edge with relationships, been trying to figure out what's going to happen, this is the week when we figure it out. Don't wait much longer. Ah, we also have uh, this week, Moon is in Gemini on Monday, on Sunday and Monday, and it goes void at 8.07 p.m. on Tuesday the 28th, and it goes void with a trine to Saturn. So Monday and Sunday and Tuesday all have nice aspects from the Moon's perspective. And then we go to March 1st, uh, the moon goes into Cancer at 9.40 p.m. on Tuesday night. And then it's in Cancer on the 1st, the 2nd, 
The third going void at 9.22 on Friday morning with an opposition to Pluto. Remember, it's on the world point. So that's crabby. Wednesday is crabby. Friday is crabby. Intense days. And decisions are made on the second with Jupiter and Venus meeting Jupiter and Mercury meeting Saturn. Big decisions on the second. Uh, and Friday's hard. Then the moon is void uh, Friday morning at 9.22. Opposition to Pluto, separating, ending, leaving, goodbye, departures. And then the moon goes into Leo, 10.15 a.m. on the Friday the 3rd. And it's on the 4th, it's in Leo. And on the 5th, it's in Leo. And it goes void at 8, 10.18 p.m. Sunday night with an opposition to Saturn. Again, a separating energy that's pretty intense. Um, Saturday's got decent aspects, and Sunday has adjusting aspects. Lots of adjustments, especially in the afternoon. Uh, yeah, and then the moon goes into Virgo Sunday night around 10.38 p.m. So that's the week ahead. Interesting, intense, passionate, and a little out of control. Hey, what else do you want? New moon webinars? There's one out there. We just did one on the 20th. Shout out to whoever sent the email, pointing out the typo in this one. Uh, so we had one on the 20th. If you haven't done your new moon webinars, um, you know, when we get to the quarter moon, we're kind of finished. So the quarter moon um, is Tuesday, I believe. Yeah. Quarter moon is Monday. So um, I guess you can do it today uh, if you want to, or you can do it, yeah, do it today, Sunday. A couple of stars, sign up. I do a ten, six to 10 minute, lately more closer to 10, audio with a list of timed aspects, a song, and a chart sent to you. Patreon is 17 a month. I have the intentions on my website. You can get it under classes. $35. You can also get last year's and the year before's to listen to see what we cover and how we do it to see if you want to try to buy this one. Uh, and we do all this stuff. It's a real lot of comprehensive, comprehensive information. On March 11th, I'm going to be over on the east coast of Florida, driving through Alligator Alley. Um, we're going to be delving into Saturn and Pisces and Pluto into Aquarius. Uh, it's a hybrid, so you can also do it in your bedroom, in your pajamas, or you can come in person. Register on astrologyflorida.com. Time for technique. This is an open conference with 12 astrologers teaching techniques that can help you figure out how to do things in your life. Uh, so these are all really, really excellent astrologers. So sign up for it. It's, it's online and it's a really good conference. We also have NORWAC, uh, which is happening uh, in person and hybrid, meaning you can stay in your pajamas or you can come to Seattle. I'll be there in Seattle. It's the 39th annual NORWAC conference that always takes place Memorial Day weekend, and it's an excellent conference. And then last but not least, Astrology and Consciousness in the Great Shift. Me and two, four other astrologers, we're teaching at Omega. This is an in-person conference, not recorded, not online. And we're gonna be talking about the shifting energies of all these planets changing at the same time and that's also why the world is really really very unstable right now because when all these planets change we all change and we're all entering like a new season and we have to figure out how to do it and astrology is a helpful tool for getting you there 
So hopefully that gives you some ideas about how to work with the week, what's ahead. Tough one, tough week, but clarifying. You'll be very clear by the end of the week. And do watch for entitlement because people are feeling like, you should kind of look at them and go, I should do that because it's also very rebellious. So when someone writes you an email or yells at you, you should be doing this because otherwise you're being disrespectful or you're not doing the right thing. Kind of look at them and go, you know, like check your entitlement. And if you find yourself doing it, because someone's irritating you, just kind of, you know, calm down. The whole world's a little wild. The whole world's a little broken. And uh, we can be a little kinder. It helps. So those are some ideas about how to work with the week, the energy. Hopefully it's helpful to you. And I wish you a good week. And just, you know, be gentle out there. There used to be a TV show when I was a kid growing up called... Um, Hmm. NYPD Blue, something like that. And there was a there was this staff sergeant who would send the cops out to fight, and he would end with "Be careful out there." So I'm going to say that to you guys: Be careful out there. Um, it's it's a week where we're going to be really aware of our role on Earth and our purpose, and uh, it's a tough one. So also be extra kind to the people you meet. And take good care of yourself and do what you need to do to support yourself, to nurture yourself, and to love your people. Because that's all we have is love. Bye. Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Parts.